Hello world. Welcome to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. This is Bobby, not Steve, and Deanna. Hi. So uh, episode 17 also. Yes, this is episode 17. Thanks for tuning in. So Steve, he uh, was quarantining with his family and because somebody got uh, the Rona and lo and behold, so did Steve. So Steve-o. So once again, uh, he is not here. So my lovely wife came in and is going to help out with this episode. Uh, just a few things. Um, so I got a text from Will Owens, who was on the podcast. Uh, so podcast 15. And um, he actually had somebody reach out that had listened to the podcast and reached out to him because of uh, their own struggle with suicide. And it wasn't something that he had um, that was through me. Like they didn't reach out to me. It was like, hey, can I get Will's information just because of him being on the podcast, they reached out to him and, and uh, Will was able to minister to him. And so, hey that's guys, awesome. yeah, it is very awesome. And that's exactly what this podcast uh, was for. So hopefully that, uh, guys, as we say all the time, hey, you can email, you can reach out, um, you know, anybody. You know, you can even tell somebody like, hey, listen to this podcast. This is what I got from it. And like, I'm struggling with this. You know, can can we talk about something or Whatever the case, regardless of the fact, guys, this is for you to be able to reach out to people and and uh, or and to just try to get some healing through whatever the circumstances might be. Speaking of podcast, our last episode, I made a statement that I would like to clarify because I don't want it to be taken out of context. And I know that when I said it, I kind of check myself and then I said it a second time and I was like wait that's not how I mean it so when I said forgive Jesus I didn't mean that literally there's no reason to forgive Jesus obviously obviously I meant that in the essence of someone who has wronged me and hurt me and put all that stuff in there and did not accept responsibility or take accountability for it it leaves me in a place very hard to forgive. I mean, um, it's going to kind of go along with what our podcast topic is today. Also, I mean, it's difficult because you're left with this anger and resentment and pain and suffering and no one is taking responsibility, responsibility for it. And when I didn't know then the fullness of the cross and Jesus took all the sin mm -hmm. of the world and those sins were taken responsibility. He took them. Yeah. And it is so much easier to leave that pain at the cross when you understand the fullness of what Jesus died for. And so, no, I did not mean forgive Jesus. And I'm going to have to apologize to him, too, when I get to heaven. I know that's <laughs> probably one of the first things that I'm going to have to do. But no, I didn't mean that literally. It was more of a figurative when Jesus is in front of you saying, I took all those sins upon myself and died for that and they're gone. It's easier to allow forgiveness into your heart versus to continue to be angry at someone for something that they've done. Does yeah. that clarify? That, is that, that better? That does clarify. Yes, I have been on the other end of someone's words hurting me. So I know that that's <laughs> you know very, I know what that feels like. Well, and it's hard because you get sound bites and then it's, you know, if somebody's. Yeah. Cause you like to sound bite all of the things where I sound ridiculous. There was a part he recorded and I said, like about 14 times in a row sounded very professional. 
<laughs> well, what about all the times where yours you know is what, I know what it, you, you know, know what, what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> somebody told me like, hey, uh, you say that a lot. I know I do. I'm sorry. It's something that I'm working through. So yeah. So what's our topic today, Pastor Bobby? So we're gonna be well since it's October. It's a month of domestic violence awareness and yes. prevention. So we're actually going to talk about domestic violence today and uh, just kind of bring some things in. Um, we There are going to be some things that we talk about. There are going to be some things that we don't talk about and we're not trying to do. So, you know, I know that this is a very lengthy topic. I had posted it on my Facebook like, hey, we're going to be recording about domestic violence and and your phone started popping off, right? Up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we know that there's a lot to cover in this. And um, the most important thing that we hope that you get out of this podcast is going to be the hope and restoration that only Jesus can give. Amen to that. Okay, so we are going to cover some things. So uh, domestic violence, um, you had were, you were able to find something that was written on this? Some Yes. So I found... Some information that I would like to for us to kind of read and go over. And it talks about the five myths the church often believes about domestic violence. And I think that is important. I think um, domestic violence is something even I'm guilty of, of not recognizing it within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm guilty of having a lot of things, you know, you go into a church and you expect it to be this safe place full of people that love you and trust and we're all following the scripture and we're all in our Bible and we're loving like Jesus. And sometimes that's not the case. <laughs> I'm learning. And it it makes it very difficult. Um, and I think we kind of get into a place, this is a hospital for sick people. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to come alongside people and give mercy and help them and, you know, forgiveness, obviously, not Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I think we kind of get a little jaded in the sense where these problems can be in the church also. And I think when that happens, a lot of times church doesn't really have the Uh, Like they're not equipped or educated on how to handle or deal with those situations, maybe the best. So when I looked this up, I thought this was a really great read. So, so it it says, uh, it's five myths, correct? Mm -hmm. Five myths the church often believes about domestic violence. All right. So, um, let's just read the five and then we'll come back around and just kind of, um, give overviews and just talk about certain things. You got it. Right. So myth one is it doesn't happen in Christian homes. So that's the first myth. The the second myth is submission will solve the problem. (laughs) The the third myth is it's the woman's fault. Yeah. Oh, that's a long one. (laughs) The fourth myth is uh, domestic abuse isn't as bad as domestic violence. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the fifth myth is if an abuser is truly sorry and forgiven, the relationship uh, should be reconciled. Yeah. Okay. So let's um, let's talk about a few things within that, right? So it doesn't happen in Christian homes it is a myth. Um, why do you think that is? Um, kind of going off of what I said earlier, I just think 
you know, we have this conception or misconception that is of church being a place where everybody has it all together. Sometimes people portray that. Other times, you know, it's kind of a, you feel like if I come in and I'm real and I'm like, hey guys, I'm struggling with these issues, then you're less than a Christian, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also, um, you know, you figure if you're really reading the word of God and you're really, you know, following your walk with Christ and you're really pouring into, you know, that relationship with Jesus, you know, those things shouldn't or couldn't be happening. I think that's also a reason why people think that it can't happen in a Christian home. Yeah. And, and one thing that we have to remember, just like you said, right, this is a hospital for sinners. Yeah. And through any of these conversations that we had the last, you know, um, you know, 17 episodes, including this one, you know, just some of the topics that we've hit and we've talked about it and, and just the responses from people saying like, hey, we appreciate you guys talking about real issues and mm-hmm. sharing the things that have gone um that you've gone through, mm-hmm. right? Because it helps us to realize like, hey, I'm not the only one struggling with this. And I think a lot of the people, they don't say anything because they feel ashamed, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they can't. And then I think also it, it probably, I mean, obviously if, if if the guy is struggling with it, mm-hmm. it's hard for him to come and and say, hey, I have a problem with such and such. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got, you know, not too long ago, I got a call from an individual that called and was like, Hey man, I I got to tell you about this. I have an anger problem. You know, I I've never talked to you about it, and it wasn't a, a, a domestic um, abuse um, situation. But he was recognizing his anger. You know, and that's huge. It's huge yeah. for people to have to come and and um, put their tail between their legs and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. But that's the only time that you can really have any kind of uh, restoration, and you can only have any kind of real help. Well, for women, I think it's also a trust issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from experience, that's a very difficult when you finally feel strong enough or, mm-hmm. you know, pa- empowered enough to um, let someone know what's going on. It You're met with a lot of opposition. It's not that welcoming okay, well, let's get this figured out, wrap you in a blanket, make you a cup of hot tea kind of support. It's almost like, well, what did you say to him? You know, well, you know, if if you would have just done X, Y, and Z, and um, or it's, well, you can't tell people because what about his job and what about this? And so it makes it very difficult to trust people and to come. I mean, we're not dealing with shame. We're dealing with manipulation. And that's a whole different ball game because mm-hmm. we feel like if I say something, especially if we're looking at it from a church perspective, um, if I say something, um, he could lose his position in the church mm-hmm. or people would look at us poorly. We would have to leave the church. Um, what if, you know, I met with the whole, well, just pray about it. You know, it's, it's going to take a little bit more than prayer in that situation to get this stuff figured out. So I think it's, it's more manipulation, fear. Um, well, you're and already, trust. I mean, think about it. You're already in fear, right? Oh yeah. Do you want to share don't go into de- obviously no details, but do you want to share? I mean, a little 
something. So it's not like we're coming from this from like a completely um, left field left field perspective. Yeah. Um, like what? <laughs> uh, well, how do you know about this? Um, there was a time in my life where this was very much a part of my story. Um, and it was very difficult um, because uh, uh, he was a part of the community. So mm-hmm. I did not want to share what my life was was like inside my home because um, I did not want the repercussions to happen to my family. Um, also, prior to this situation becoming relevant in my life, I was very much the aggressor, if you will. I was very like, oh, I'll fight so-and-so. And I had a big mouth and I was kind of tough, I guess I thought. Mm-hmm. And and so the cons- the misconception would have been at that time that I was aggravating it, causing it, um, allowing it to happen. Um, like you were the instigating. You were, yeah. Yes. Because of, because of your my tendency of being very <laughs> outspoken and aggressive. Yes. And yeah. yes, I was, believe it or not, at one point in time, I was different. <laughs> no, but, um, I was very much, um, on my own independent, very outspoken, very, it's my way or the highway. And, in, I mean, high school, of course, I think sure. a lot of us were to an extent. I took it to another extreme, go figure. Um, but I did not allow people to push me around, period. Mm-hmm. You were not going to. So if you knew that part of me and then I get married and now all of a sudden I'm coming to someone saying this is going on in my life, um, no one would have believed me. And well, if they it, did, they would have said it's your fault. Well, you were causing it, and you and you were ass out at one point in time, yes. right? Like, what did what you did do? you do by a family member? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. So you know, so we're not like like I said, we're not coming at this from left field. So we do want to be um, we want to be sensitive, and we're not trying to get into any any gruesome details. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm not going to recognize or give any more. Um, attention to the negativity of the situation. Um, I don't want to make um, light of a situation either. So the fact that we're not going into detail or, or giving too much, it's, I want the focus. I think we both agree that the focus needs to be on Jesus and the healing and the hope and the redeeming of, and the forgiveness, you know, I mean, it is possible. It can happen. It happened for me. Um, and it changed my life. It changed this marriage. It changed my children's lives. Um, unbelievably. And I think that's where we, our focus needs to be. Um, details are just for court documents. Sure. Okay. So we need to recognize that it it can happen. So, you know, and just hearing this and knowing some of the people that reached out to us, you know what I mean? When it talks about in a Christian home, um, everybody that reached out to you is actually a Christian. 
yeah. you know, and, and has suffered through this. And, and mm -hmm. so, you know, what are some things that, you know, somebody that is currently going through this, mm -hmm. right? Putting in your situation, you've mm -hmm. been told by family members, hey, you know what, what did you do to cause it? How are, so how do you feel coming into that situation of being able to go and even voice it to somebody in a church? Um, can you elaborate? So somebody, and I'm just trying to imagine, like somebody's listening to this and they're yeah. thinking, this is my current situation. Okay. But how do I come? Like, first of all, why why do you think they're not going? And I, and I think it's what we address, why? Because mm -hmm. other people have kind of like... Um, because of the so, stigma. Put, yeah, push them too. off. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And then why do you think they they they're they're not gonna go to leadership? And and what words do you say or can you tell them like, no, you need to go to somebody, like this has to be brought into the light? Okay. My personal opinion, because this is not this is not biblical. So I have to make sure that I, I say my personal opinion is um, if your church does not have um, some kind of crisis relief, um, domestic violence, um, some kind of liaison that you can turn to, um, I would possibly ask around to find someone who is either a survivor or maybe um, a psychiatrist, counselor, something along those lines. I personally would not go to leadership. And here's my reasoning for that. Um, a lot of times in leadership, um, I think because we are not educated properly in how to address and, you know, scriptures um, obviously paint a submissive, quiet spirit, you know, somebody that doesn't, you know, ruffle the feathers and, and get things, you know, going. We're not supposed to talk bad about our spouse. Um, and I think a lot of times in a domestic violence situation, that is not okay to use those scriptures. That does not apply. I believe those scriptures are beautiful and amazing and incredible in a healthy Christian marriage, um, it can also be effective in a single person Christian relationship like ours, where I had surrendered and the Lord had led me to continue to pursue you um, in a quiet, gentle, like understanding spirit. But in a domestic situation, um, submission is only giving him more power. Mm -hmm. And it is allowing him to misuse your following after the Lord. So I would seek somebody that can help you and not take it to leadership right off the bat. And then if it gets to a point where you need to go to leadership or something along those lines, then you have more support going and approaching leadership so trying than to trying to go. Because what happens is look, I'm very vulnerable. I'm hurting. I'm a hot mess right now. And I'm coming to you in hopes that you're going to support me and you're going to at least comfort me, hear me, ask questions, take notes, something. Um, and a lot of times that doesn't happen. And when you dismiss me, now I'm angry at the church 
And I don't want people to be angry at the church because the church doesn't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they can't help where they're not educated. So I don't want people to then go, oh, that's it. I'm leaving the church. You know, they didn't help me. They're just as bad. Like, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need to be more of a family in that sense. So I would, I would suggest they go, you know, to somebody that can understand and meet them in their feelings and their issues. And I'm probably going to have to clarify all the things that I just said in next podcast. <laughs> no, I think, I think so. So what you're saying is they need to find somebody that they can confide in somebody that they can trust. Somebody that, that, that can meet them in their feelings, you know? Yeah. Cause I think if, if, well, and I think I understand what you're saying. Cause I'm always obviously the fixer like oh yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna just handle this right now you <laughs> yes. know what i mean like hey very much fine so. you know what i mean I, so i get what you're saying because i first the bag well yeah and I, <laughs> and, and well because i hear you saying that and i'm first like well wait a minute like i would want somebody to come and talk to me about that you know what i mean but i know that if somebody did come and talk to me about that you i'm calling would, that yeah, yeah exactly that spouse is yeah. coming in and and we're like addressing that and yes and, okay so i can see <laughs> yes okay so let's calm just try, down <laughs> trying to clarify that okay because i think all also, just knowing the repercussions and, and going and, and asking when you're, okay, fair enough, in the sense where you're going to leadership, yeah, it, it, leadership should do something about it regardless. And, and that person's going to be put out of ministry if they're, if they're serving in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be drastic things that happen. And um, yes, but um, information needs to be given. And, and when you're, when you're dealing with this in a church, setting. I didn't have to, praise the Lord, have to deal with my situation in a church setting. Um, but we have to be impartial. Like I I have to be able to give grace and mercy to both parties. I need to be able to sit down and get the facts and figure out what's going on, take action, um, support. This is a process. This isn't a he did what? Okay, drag him in here and we'll bury him. Like that's we we can't we can't react that way. And sometimes I remember in my own issues, that's what I wanted. Like, all right, where's my army? Like, come get him, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's not that's not how it should be on both ends. I can say that now because the Lord is healing me. <laughs> so, but there was a time where that was not the case. And you know, the church it rocks them. I think. I think leadership is very much um, emotional to its people. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm trying to say. That. So they care about their church. They care about the people, and it. It would hurt to hear. Hey, this is what's going on inside my home. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And I think it puts them in a position where they don't quite know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, you do, but probably not the best way. <laughs> so, yeah, well, like, hand, well, just because I do handle it a certain way doesn't mean that it that is that the right way. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it's happened before where I had to say something and somebody ended up just leaving the yeah. church and not coming back because of some issues that were going on. You know, um, the biggest thing is we have to recognize that this is going on. Like this is, I mean, it's going on in the church. Yeah, I mean, I just you can know, I just, can I read this real quick because this like. Okay, in the information that I found, it says one in four women live in destructive relationships, and many of these women sit in church every 
Sunday next to the abuser, the father of their children. Yeah. Isn't that, that's insane. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so when we recognize the fact that it's happening in the church, yeah. so not only to the, to the degree in the sense of, Hey, let's, let's be mindful that this is happening. But I think also for the person that if you are in that situation, you need to realize, guess what? You're not the only one that's going through it or you're not the only one that has gone through it. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to come out and, and, and talk to somebody about it. Yeah. You're supposed to bring what is in the darkness into the light. And I think, um, you can't, you can't change a situation if you don't have some kind of plan of action. Like you, sure. you need to, um, it's best to have a team of people, um, for both parties, um, I think a lot of times people surround the abuser. That's my own personal opinion. Um, I feel like the victims get, you know, silenced or especially women. Um, I know that domestic violence can go both ways. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There are plenty of men that are abused on a daily basis. Um, and they need the same exact help and response that women get. Um, but I think for a woman as a victim, we are told to, well, you must be aggravating him. You shouldn't, you know, say these things to him. And, you know, he's doing the best that he can. He's having a really hard time. Um, and we are told or made to feel that it is our fault. Yeah. And that then becomes our truth, you know. It took how many years for me to realize that it's not my fault. Sure. sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not because it. if you have that stigma, you go into another relationship or, um, you know, even with parenting your children, that everything that you do is your fault. Mm-hmm. I am the cause, which then brings upon depression and suicidal thoughts and all kinds. I mean, it's just a mess. Well, there's a lot of trauma. I mean, there was one time that you and I were getting into an argument and I was walking towards you and you thought I was going to hit you. Yeah. And that was early on in our in our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was like, that completely devastated me. Seeing, I know, we sat on the floor and cried. <laughs> yeah, just seeing you flinch like yeah. that. You know what I mean? It was, it was hurtful because I would never do that. You know what I mean? 14 years of marriage and I've never done that. Yeah, but also 14 years of marriage and I have poked you and poked you and poked you and tried to get this reaction because I'm comfortable handling situations violently. I know that. Do you, I, think, do you think it's pushback? Do you think, you know, I always, I always give the analogy of, you know, push back, like you get in a roller coaster, that bar comes down and you automatically push on that bar to make sure that it's going to hold you back. Oh yeah. Like, do you think that's why you poked? That's, because you were trying exactly. to see how, like, okay, because you say I'm you're not, not going to do not, it. I'm not comfortable having a disagreement or a, um, I don't, it's so hard to explain. Um, but it's hard to have, I don't, I'm not, I don't know how to have a disagreement without it becoming physical mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how to well, i'm not you, comfortable there not, because you're expecting that that's gonna, yes and i can already, handle that 
you know, like it's going to hurt. I'm going to, you know, it's I'm whatever, whatever happens, it's going to hurt, but it's going to go away. And then it stops. And then we pretend like nothing happens and we go on about our day. It's almost like just hurry up and get it over with. I don't want to argue for three days. I don't want to be angry. Like I, I'm used to the, what did you say? It gets taken care of and we move on like nothing happened. And so with you, you're the talker. <laughs> like and and you would aggressively follow me like yeah. what is going on tell me what's wrong i need to fix this baba and to me that was here it comes you know so let's just get it over with so you know and i i i don't know i just i felt like if i if i was like tell me what's going you're you're like tell me what's going on okay well then here let me tell you what's going on and then nothing would happen and then it was, oh, he's got more things to say. I, d- I don't know what else to say. Like, it never got this far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very, it's awful. It's awful, but it's um, it's been 14 years of me poking and trying to see how far I can go. So I know my limit. It's like children. You know what I mean? Well, she said I can't have candy, but can I have a cupcake? Can I have a cookie? Can I have ice cream? So that's pretty much what I did. Okay. He didn't hit me when I said this. So what if I do this? And what if I do this? And well, then it goes that? back to, you know, last episode talking about the stuff. The stuff. Right? You got mm-hmm. that stuff and you bring that into the into the marriage relationship and it's Yeah, but it's it's sad that even as a fully surrendered woman to Christ, there is damage that is ingrained, you know? So like when we are having a disagreement and you walk toward me, I know for a fact you will not, I have tested him. You will not put your hands on me in any way, but that is a fear. Mm -hmm. That is a, it's still, I don't know. It's and well, it's trauma. Well, and you and I have been together longer, so mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense as to why that is something. But because, still... but because you're, but you're in that trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you revert back to it because those are there. Those things are triggers, mm-hmm. right? That click into that, and and you always, you know, what's going to happen? Like, I mean, you, you, you. I mean, think of somebody that's, you know, um, had any like a break in. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if anybody's had anything vandalized or broken into, you know what I mean? Like, okay, that might, that's like a once and done thing, but then something happens, like a door's left open and it's like automatically they're going to think somebody's in the house or, you, you know what I'm saying? Because it, mm. because it's trauma, because you're always going to go back to that worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know? Can I read this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, read it. Um, the struggle is real for women who are verbally, emotionally, and spiritually abused by the men who promise to honor and cherish them. Some of these husbands use the cover of the church to hide their manipulative behaviors. You know, just thinking about that, you remember early on, and I know, well, I know you remember, early on, you and I had had an argument. It was like right when I was getting ready to, I was already serving in ministry and and doing stuff, and you and I had like a complete blowout. Mm Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, like, you were trying to tell me, you know, and express to me what you were thinking, feeling, and saying, and it wasn't registering. I was trying to express to you what I was thinking, feeling, and saying, and and and, and like we just we were not understanding each other. Yeah. And I remember telling you, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to call the church and I'm going to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, no. And you said, no. And why did you say no? <laughs> because I didn't want you to look bad at the church. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and guess what? I, I honestly, I didn't want to um, do that because I didn't want to look bad. I didn't want to say, hey, let's go to the church. Like that took every um, ounce of me to put away my pride, my own ego, and really tend to your needs yeah. as opposed to hey, you know what? This is not going to make me look good because, I mean, you were bawling. And I called right away and I called Jack and I was like, dude. We are coming in now. I said, bro, like (laughs) I need to make an appointment. And it was his day that he was getting ready to leave early, you know? And he's like, come on in. And we came through the doors and you were crying. I was so afraid everybody was going to stone you in the parking (laughs) lot (laughs) because then I was like a hundred pounds and this you know, Tiny sweet little. little thing. And I'm in there looking like you just ran over my kid. And I was like, oh my goodness, I really don't want anybody to look at you bad because I know that, but that's a whole different aspect. Like you are an incredible husband and you're always putting what's right before what you look like. That's just one of the reasons why I have been able Wow, I know. I'm not supposed to cry. How I've been able to heal <clears throat> and keep going on this path because of the fact that you have always went above and beyond in the sense of you don't have pride when it comes to working on our relationship and my needs and my feelings. And that is very appreciated. Well, and and I think just listening to, or we're all just reading this part right here where, you know, they use the cover of the church, you know what I mean? And, and it, and it is manipulation. You know what I mean? And it is like, Hey, an abusive person is a manipulative person, period. Mm -hmm. And I'll stand on that. You can you can come for me. I will stand on that. Because in order to physically hurt someone and control them, you have to manipulate them. Mm-hmm. And I am a very, very smart human being. And I was so manipulated. Yeah. And that stinks because there's not a person alive to this day that can manipulate me in that way. So, so you know, we need to be mindful of that. And, 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 you know, obviously this is going to anybody that's, this is more of a podcast that's going out to those that are struggling in this situation, mm-hmm. you know, don't allow that manipulation and, and bring it, you know what I mean? You, you have to just move forward and, 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 and trust and don't let them, don't let, look, don't let some man use the cover of the church and ask, how is this going to make me look? It doesn't, and don't it, feel guilty. Um, let's say you're a missionary. It's okay. I don't need tissue. Um, let's say you're in the mission field. Um, you are, look at you. Um, (laughs) he just had, (laughs) he found tissue like right away. That's so cute. Um, like you're in the mission field, you're in leadership. Um, your husband is well-respected or wife, um, depending on the situation. Um, do not, do not feel like, um, you will end up being removed. Um, obviously there's consequences for sin. That's any yeah. sin. It doesn't matter what sin it is. Um, but you need to be able to 
work through because you're not your marriage is not glorifying the Lord if you're abusing each other or name calling, um, manipulating, um, uh, verbally abusing. Um, so just bring it to light, but it's already 35 minutes and we've only done the first myth. So let's move on right. to myth two. All right. This is a big one, right? Submission will solve the problem. Oh, okay. And that's where this gets twisted big time. Uh, I remember listening to a focus on the family and, uh, there was, you know, a similar, um, a similar podcast or episode on it, and and the wife was saying, um, I don't know if it was her that went through it or or um, somebody that she was in the book that she was talking about, and um, when she had brought it to leadership, mm-hmm. right? They they had said, well, look, you were supposed to be submitting to your husband. You should not be coming here and bad mouthing your husband, and yeah. and if you're acting this way and you're going behind your husband's back, then it's probably because you're not being very submissive at home. Yeah. You know, hey guys, submission is never supposed to be abuse. It's never supposed to be that way. Uh, True submission. uh, My wife is very opinionated. (laughs) Amen to that. And and, and, (laughs) I am a lot of things. (laughs) But you know, but you, but you submit in what sense? So, what is true biblical submission? What does that look for a wife? Um, True biblical submission is that I trust in your leadership. I, um, I trust that God is leading you. And you are leading us in every which way. It does not mean I follow along with things if I feel like they are going to jeopardize my walk with Christ. If it is going to jeopardize our children's walk with Christ, um, we will sit down and have a conversation. Um, Thankfully, you have yet to put me in that position. So I look like I am submissive wife, number one. But um, it is trusting in his leadership. A hundred percent. When you agree? Oh, um, no, on all in all areas. So it's more when you... And yes, that's because at the end of the day, I'm not just submitting to my husband. I'm submitting to the Lord. And I know that my husband has a tendency to make um, wonderful choices. And they're a little bit out there. And you know what? I support him and I agree with him. And... I am the helper, so I'm usually the one that picks up the mess, and I know that God is, his will is going to be done. We may take a little side road, <laughs> we may, you know, hitchhike, but we, he will get us back on track, and I know that the Lord has us, and I have faith in him, and his leading, and his leading of my husband, and I need to be the one that's showing my husband I have faith in him also, so... And it's because we also have a healthy relationship. Yes. Right? Yes. So in an unhealthy relationship, when a person's being abused, because yes. this is this is where people, hey, if a guy, listen, if a guy's manipulating the situation or, well, it's not, wouldn't be so much a woman in this sense, but if a man is manipulating the situation mm-hmm. already from the get-go and then he opens up the Bible and says, look, you need to submit or the reason why this happened is because you don't submit, mm-hmm. right? That's getting that, con- that's taking that scripture and taking it out of context mm-hmm. and abusing that part of scripture. Well, it says here, While some pastors provide caring counsel when women come forward, many victims hear the same wrote answers when they dare to ask for help. When it comes to domestic violence, pastors often don't know how to respond to victims. When the church affirms an abusive man's role as the head of the home, it gives 
support to men mm -hmm, who need to be in control. A great number of ministry leaders still quote passages such as Ephesians 5.22, 1 Peter 3, 1-6, and Titus 2, 3-5, as they remind women to submit, to pray for their husbands, to have quiet spirits, and be obedient. These practices may work well within healthy relationships, but submission to an abuser gives him license to abuse further. The main characteristic of an abusive relationship is where the abuser's desire for power and control is at the root. When the church affirms an abusive man's role as the head of home, it gives him who the it gives power to the men who need to be in control. It sanctions abusive behaviors and leaves the wife with no options. So, um, so yes, biblical submission is is obviously stated in the Bible. And that's yes. where it comes from. Mm -hmm. But it's also within the context of uh, a healthy relationship yes. and, and not an abusive one, because it will only give further um, control in his court and more power for him to manipulate the situation in that sense. So don't allow somebody to tell you, you need to submit in the situation and take the abuse. That That is not what the that Bible says. That is when I suggest you look for somebody that has um, prior knowledge or has worked with or has gone through um, something similar to your circumstance. All right, myth three, it's the woman's fault. This myth follows as a natural segue for myth number two. If the woman is experiencing abuse, it's because she isn't acting like a Christian wife. The root of this attitude travels all the way from Genesis 3.12 when Adam shamed Eve. This woman you gave me, she gave me the fruit to eat. The injured woman in my office reported comments of shame and blame. If you just give him more sex, he's frustrated from work. So he takes it out on you. Can't you fix yourself up better? You know he sees attractive women all day at work. The situation that topped them all was the woman who finally escaped from the basement where her husband had kept her prisoner. She was afraid to call the police but trusted her pastor. When she told him her story, he said, if you'd lose 30 pounds, he'd like you better. This was the same woman who returned to my office several weeks later with a broken jaw. Go ahead, Pastor Bobby. So already the woman's going to feel like it's her fault. Yep. And that's why it's happening to her. Yep. Because that's a stigma. And, a stigma. And there you go again, you know, back to those things where it's, um, you know, if you would do this or you would do that or you would, mm -hmm. if you would not do this and you wouldn't have these problems. It's not true. Because I, I think in my first relationship... I was very submissive out of fear. Um, and with you, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel, and I say it all the time, um, I, I, if it were me, I have given you every reason to take me out. <laughs> like, I mean, I even tell my therapist that like I push and I prod and I won't, I'm relentless in the sense, well, not so much anymore, but I yeah. was relentless in the sense of 
if you're going to do it, I'm going to make sure it's on my terms. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, I'm in control, yes, because I, yeah. if, because that's safe, it's safer for me to be in control. So if you're going to knock me out, it's on my terms. And I put you in situations I would never have talked to him the way I speak, the way I speak to you. I would never behave that way because I was afraid. So I was submissive in fear. I did everything I was supposed to do. I crossed my T's and dotted my I's and made sure that I did everything I was asked of. And um, that didn't work out for me. So I, yeah, that's, yeah. So we need to address, you know, and, and, and look at this that, you know, the woman is the victim of 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 what's going on but um it's it's the man's problem mm-hmm. right and self control and that it, ultimately that's what it comes down to mm-hmm. there's no self control in that sense yeah. you know what i mean and um you know we can't obviously go i'm not i am not a therapist or a psychiatrist or anything like that so i can't go into any kind of psychology but you know this is his issue and and you and need he needs Help. Yeah, he needs help. He needs help. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want this to be a let's bash people and, you know, this this is not um I'm in a totally different place and this isn't about bashing these people need help. Mm-hmm. They need more help than it's physically capable for you as a wife or a husband or any type of whatever situation if this is a parent abuse. I mean, just in any situation, they need help. They need support. They need, and they're not going to get it if you are bashing them and humiliating them. And I mean, they need to have consequences for their actions. Absolutely. Um, but, and they're not going to get the help either if you are just quiet about it yeah, and exactly. allow it to continue on. So let's go to myth four. One, I know we're trying to run through these. No, but. no, hold on. And and I do need to. I need. I wanted to bring something up too because we saw this situation. Um, you know, when when there's abuse in the home, mm-hmm. right? What is that going to give to the kids? It's uh. going to. It's going to. It's going to put the kids in a position where they they see those things and those character traits mm-hmm. are. Um, or repeated and can be repeated. And so silencing and, and living in silence isn't going to help uh, your children either. And we had a situation when we were at camp and, and we have to speak out on things. Like we have to, you, in a loving way, especially when you, when you see characteristic traits, um, we were at camp and the kids, the high school kids were playing a, a regular game of slug bug, right? Mm-hmm. You, you remember? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and there was, and there was a guy and a girl that were, you know, slug bugging each other and, and, and all that other stuff. And I had, and I had to address it and I addressed it in front of the group, you know, mm-hmm. in a loving manner. And I had to tell him like, Hey, stop. Especially cause, cause he, he had a tendency to be hitting a little bit harder than he should have. And so was she. And, let's and, let's and, not. And, yeah. And so, was she. and so I had to tell them and, and, and it was obviously a teaching moment at that time. And it's like, look, I need to, I need to let you know, like you cannot be doing this and let me tell you why. Yeah. Right. And going into that, it's like, if you feel comfortable over a game where you guys are going to be pounding on each other, What's going to happen when tempers fly? Yeah, when you, you get know? into any kind of relationship, you're already letting somebody hit you and kind of hit you aggressively. Yeah. And and something's going to happen. It's going to trigger. And, and, you know, for the female, y- your husband at, might come at you hard. And because you've conditioned yourself that it's, this is okay. Then you're going to hit back harder. And then it becomes this you're battle gonna hit, of or the, you're, yes. Or you're going to hit back harder or you're just going to allow it. Yeah. And then once you allow it, that's it. 
right? Oh, you start yeah. making excuses for the person and it continues on. And for the for the male, I had to tell him like, hey, you have this, this uh, you're conditioning yourself to think that it's appropriate to, to do this and to do it hard. And it's not. Yeah. You should be, you need to be a protector, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so we have to train our kids on both parts. I yeah. mean, I think I think a lot of it goes like women need to learn. I mean, coming into the relationship with you, we never roughhoused. We didn't mm-hmm. play fight. We didn't hit each other. We, you know, playing. We didn't because I needed to set healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. This this is not it's not okay if I know this is a trigger, if I know this is something that's going to put you in a bet, it just protects everybody involved, you know, and I'm not saying that people that do play fight or, you know, rough house with their spouse, that it's wrong. I'm just saying in our relationship, boundaries had to be in place. And also um, for my kids, I don't want my kids. I had the hardest time putting our kids in jujitsu mm-hmm. because it's like they're fighting girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, Phoenix would say, mom, I have to fight a girl in this tournament. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay, you know, and it's it's difficult because I don't want them to get into the routine that it's okay. It's okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads us into this one, myth number four, domestic abuse isn't as bad as domestic violence. Um, and this says right here, another pastor dismissed a weeping woman with the statement, I don't see any bruises or broken bones. You don't have it so bad. Abusive behaviors such as calling her names, shaming her in front of the children, criticizing what she wears, controlling the finances, and forcing her to have sex. Yes, it is possible to be raped by your spouse often lead to more violent behaviors. Yep. Um, you know, and and right there, just knowing like abuse is abuse. Yeah. Mental abuse, physical abuse, it doesn't matter. I used to say um, bruises go away. Like it hurts, you know, it's going to hurt. And then it goes away when it heals. And it's almost like nothing. You can go on. Mm -hmm. Words are like the worst because it changes how you see yourself. It changes how you see others. It changes how you go your day to day. And, you know, I think that has been the hardest healing are the, the words, the words and just the controlling. I remember you saying when you came back from boot camp because someone had controlled everything about you came back and you're like, I didn't know how to function. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to make my bed. Like I don't have to get in uniform. I don't have inspection. Like I don't, you didn't know how to function because your freedom was back for that short period of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like when you get out of a controlling uh, relationship into um, the freedom of okay, go do what you want. I mean that that alone is traumatizing. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 it and it does such damage because those words will always stick with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and going back to you know in the relationship, how we don't rough house, we don't yeah. play fight, and guess what? We don't we don't um, belittle each other either. And, yeah, and, you've and never even, called me a name, and even ever. In, in, in a in a playing <laughs> well, a <bad> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what and and, and because ever. we don't but we don't do that 
we don't do that jokingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't say we've never been like that. And that was even before we were saved. You know yeah. what I mean? We've never had that once again, you know, because if, 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 yeah, you have those boundaries. And if you start allowing yourselves to, to, to joke or, oh, well, you know what? I just call him an idiot. And I, you hear that. Yeah. Like you hear a wife, like you idiot or, or um, you're husband. stupid. Oh my god! I don't like that word. I don't like that word. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, don't, don't joke like that. Like yeah. don't allow those things, you know, and even the, even the Bible here in Ephesians. In Ephesians, uh, there's parts of chapter four and chapter five. It says, uh, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Uh, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And he, he's talking that to the church, but that also goes for our homes mm-hmm. as well. And that's in uh, chapter four, verse 31. And then going into chapter five, verse three. Or chapter, I'm sorry, chapter five, verse four, it says, don't say obscene stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. Uh, these are not for you. Yeah. Right. And same, same thing. Like, don't, don't be tearing each other down, even when it's playful, even when yeah. it's, even if it's just a joke or like, you have to be loving and caring because the words that we say matter so much and they carry so much weight. So to say that, you know, uh, uh, you know, abuse isn't abuse if it's not violent. that's wrong. I think destructive words are just as violent. I mean, maybe not. There's no, there's no, well, even violent. I mean, it's, it, the after effects are just gross and you can't see the bruises. Like if I showed up at church and I had a black eye, people would treat me differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I show up, and I just had a three and a half hour argument where you belittled me, berated me, like just ripped me to shreds. And I walk into church, nobody's going to treat me any differently. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the fact that I, I'm feeling dismissed is going to make it even worse because it's like, oh, they don't care. You know what I mean? So myth five. If an abuser is truly sorry and forgiven, the relationship should be reconciled oh now this is this is one that is has got me in trouble already before i feel um a lot of times i want to jump the gun and go go run take off like get out of here it's not gonna change because they're never gonna change yes because if i in my situation the lord was not present so there was opportunity for change, but it would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, I feel like there's always room for the Lord to change somebody. Mm-hmm. God, God can change anybody. God can do anything. So I don't want to be so dismissive and go, oh, just drop everything and take off. You know what I mean? Because that's... That's not going to glorify the Lord either, but I want to read what it says. Statistically, victims will return to the destructive relationship seven times before they leave for good. Um, I believe that because I did that. Um, this I have a problem with, though. I'm going to read it. Um Yet after years of manipulation and abuse, these women's brains are numb. 
If they have been repeatedly hit or shaken, they may have brain damage. They can't discern the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Church leaders who require victims to forgive and reconcile do not fully understand the scope of the trauma. How can ministry leaders help these women so they don't become another tragic statistic? And then it gives um, helpful resources, which we'll read here in a second. But... um, I don't know if brain damage would keep us from discerning the truth. I mm-hmm. think I think we're pretty cognitive and <laughs> we can figure out truth from falsity. But the problem I think is the support. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I go to my leadership and I say Bobby hit me or he's abusing me, and they say, well, we forgive him, so you need to forgive him and just keep it moving, I would have a hard time remaining in that church Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then it's conditioning me to be quiet. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, they're not supporting me, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away. Like, I don't think I have brain damage. I mean, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't think to this degree either. And guess what? This yeah. is, I mean, we're not taking all this either as truth. It just gives us, yeah, it, it gave us, an, well, it gave us, <laughs> an, it gave us an outline of, of, of where to come from, but, yeah. but let's just think about that. Okay. Cause you know, we've addressed topics, we've addressed issues, we've addressed, you know, the realities that there is domestic abuse, mm-hmm. right. And to not, to not feel like one, you know, it's all your fault if yeah. you're the lady um, uh, to not, you know, think that, okay, well, I need to be submissive or I'm not doing, you know what I mean? So we wanted to, to talk about all those things. And, and, and really bring that to light. But here we go with the most important part of, of all of this, that there is opportunity for reconciliation. Yes. Especially, but here we go. If there's repentance yes. of what's going on. Yes. And, and there is... And, and acceptance. That's a huge thing. A lot of people don't like, well, she did or he oh, said yeah, yeah. or, you know, and it's like, no, I am having trouble with self-control. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of it sexually also, which is kind of scary, where men feel, or women, I've never met one, but I'm sure she's out there, feel entitled to sexual gratification. And because you are the spouse, if I want it, I get it. Mm -hmm. And they don't take into consideration that that's not something you just take. Mm -hmm. There is still consequences in a marriage for taking what is right. This isn't caveman stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want it, I'm getting it. That There's a lot of abuse of power in that yeah, sense also. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so here's the thing. Um, as we wrap this, this up. Yeah, please. <laughs> I know. Um, there has to be uh, um, steps taken, right? Where things need to come together. This has to be addressed. It needs to be brought to the light. You know, um, there. this is an opportunity for your marriage to um, get better, you know? Yes. But like, like Deanna said, you know, hey, on the part of the abuser, because it could be man or woman, yeah. acceptance of responsibility for the actions that they've taken, right? Yeah. And not... Um, 
not putting it under the table and and justifying it or rationalizing their actions, right? Yeah. So, uh, actual acceptance of 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 what they've done mm-hmm. and repentance for what they've done, you know, and and a willingness to get help. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have always been so humble in the sense of. Hey, if my wife is this broken, I'm going to the church. I don't care what Jack has to say. I don't care what I need help. And even if that the the perpetrator, the person of interest, the the cause of the tears is me, I need somebody to come in here and tell me what I did wrong and give the, you know, take out their decoder ring and figure out why my wife is crying and let's put some Jesus on top of this so that we can better our relationship. Like well, it was hard. I mean, like last year when we were really having a, a, a tough time mm-hmm. and I had to go to pastor Pat and he's like, Hey, how's everything going? You know? And we had been arguing and fighting and I had been kind of miserable for a little bit. And I just dismissed it, dismissed it. And then I had to tell him like, Hey dude, I got to let you know, man, it's like, there were problems in the church. There, well, yes. no, 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 not just that. When we when we were having issues, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I had to tell him, like, hey, you know, like, yeah, me and Deanna are not doing good right now. Like, we're going, we're going through a tough time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know, like, if I can't have my household in order, then you, you know, can't. And that, do yeah, anything. I can't do anything. And that, yeah. well, I, I can't be in leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, it's not going to be like, oh, well, if you're having problems, you're going to be removed. Like, I know that. Like, that's not no, the but case. People but people aren't going to come to you and and trust you and follow your guidance if your own house isn't going to follow your guidance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it it is hard in that sense where you have to go. But guys, like, you have to put that pride away. Yeah. You you have to just be willing and saying when you know when somebody's asking for help, that's a completely different story. Those things get handled completely different yeah. because that person's coming and saying, "Look, I'm really struggling with X Y Z, whatever, whatever." Yeah. It might. And then they get the support and you know come alongside and let's let's figure this out together and we'll walk along with you in this fire. And when it's a victim, it's like, oh well, you should do this, this, and this, and. You know, well, I think take the care. Hard time, well, and I think the hard <laughs> thing, one of the things that that we didn't talk about, where it says that that the victim will go back to the spouse seven times. Seven times. You know, sometimes like how many times have you talked to a friend and you're like, why why are you tolerating that behavior? Why are you whatever it might be? You know, oh, what I mean? let's Maybe not get person, into what people say because that's you, awful. You know what I mean? And and, and sometimes it's like you know when the church steps in, it's kind of like, hey, if we do this and you're going to just go right back to it, like that's also in the back of people's minds as well and trying mm-hmm. to deal with things and, and handle things and um. But we oh, call it- and gaslighting. We need to definitely discuss that because I didn't even know what that meant. I know what it is, but I didn't know it had a name mm. until I heard about it just recently. And so that's like crazy. So gaslighting is usually very much present and on the forefront of domestic violence. And it means making someone question their own reality manipulating someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So I I needed to point that out because that I, is I think in gaslighting, huge. if I remember correctly, and if I if somebody's gonna correct me, please go ahead and feel free. But it would what happened is like remember when they well you wouldn't remember because we weren't yeah. alive during that time. But are they you, had the, are you saying I'm old because I'm older, older than, than him. <laughs> but do you would, remember when it was still black and white, Deanna? <laughs> they would they would turn the gas down on the on the lamps. They would bring the bring it down. And so then the spouse would be like, It's getting darker in here and they're like, No, it's not. And they would 
And that's what gaslighting comes from. Is that like when you try to tell me that Peppa Pig's not real? Oh my gosh, we're not even <laughs> talking about that right now. Moving on. All right, so here are some ways that this website says um, could help the church um, do better because they know better in situations. Um, and we're going to look at them and read them out really quickly. Listen and validate. If a woman is desperate enough to admit the abuse to her pastor or leadership, she deserves attention. Listen carefully, ask pointed questions, and take notes. I think that's a big one because that's the first step into feeling secure about not only just your leadership, but your decision. Um, train leaders. Invite counselors and leaders of nonprofits who work with women's issues to train church leaders who when educated, we can devise a plan of action. I think that's important also because, like I said, if you, you don't know what you don't know, mm -hmm. right? Um, provide resources. Church libraries should stock resources on domestic abuse, helpful websites, and phone numbers for safe homes. Now, I'm going to have to uh, – I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. A lot of times um, certain books and resources um, – will will want you to do drastic, ridiculous, I mean, take action. Um, they will even um, encourage um, you defending yourself. And I, I'm going to stick with, you know what, I think if we're trained properly in the church and we listen and validate, um, I think that will help. And we're just not going to um, and offer practical help. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, I think practical help would be coming alongside of that marriage. I mean, our marriages are supposed to represent Christ's love for the church. You know what I mean? And a Christian aspect. So if that's, if that's what our marriages are supposed to represent, churches should be helping feed that. You know what yeah. I mean? And if I come to you and I tell you, hey, this is really going on and this is, you know, this is obviously something that needs to be dealt with, um, I think it should be addressed. I think women should be appointed to help out the wife. I think there should be counseling. I think there should be lots of different avenues where the church can really get involved and not just brush it under the rug and go, oh, we'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, I need that too. That is absolutely, definitely something I'm going to need, but I need more than prayer right now. I need some footwork. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, please, because, you know, dismissing it isn't dismissing the sin. It's dismissing the person. The person. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something an I'm sorry is going to take more than I'm sorry. Sure. To to fix that relationship. So before we had even even come to this, somebody had reached out to us and was like, "Hey, can you know it's domestic violence uh, awareness yeah. and prevention, and you know, and obviously we thought it would be a good topic, and Steve wasn't here, so we were kind of scrambling uh, to figure something out. Uh, you know, I know that this resource was more addressed in the sense of you know miss uh, myths the church often believes about domestic violence, and um, it was kind of leaving leaning that way. But more than anything else, the way that I want it to lean, right? Because this isn't like this isn't a church leaders podcast. That those those are other podcasts. But uh, <laughs> this, you know, what I mean, this was this is more in the sense of of coming in from a direction of, hey guys, there are some myths out there, and just 
taking for that? Like, if you feel like, hey, you know what? If you're in a situation and you feel like people haven't um, recognized what you've gone through, they or haven't validated, they haven't validated. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's there's times that we drop the ball. Yeah. Okay. There's times that I know that I have dropped the ball. Somebody's come to me. There's times that my wife has come to me and I've dropped the ball. Yes. You know what I mean? This was and, recent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just and, kidding. And, uh, and um, you know, so obviously in all aspects, we need to allow for grace and mercy yes. on, on that end. On both ends. On both ends. More than anything else for the person that's going through this currently right now, or maybe you're out of the situation and you're still looking for some kind of um reassurance and some healing mm-hmm. um you have to seek that and you have to be going um and taking the steps in order to get that healing yeah because jesus is the answer 100 yeah. percent. i mean he will redeem your hurt the pain the suffering the things that you've gone through um he will heal he will heal you in ways that you didn't even realize you needed healing and it all stems in just reaching out and accepting what he did on the cross and taking him as your Lord and Savior. And I've never met one person that regretted taking trusting, that, trusting, yeah, him, ta- yeah. trusting him and taking that step into, you know, just following after him. Yeah. And think about the one that we follow after, you know, who was himself abused. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and bore the sufferings. You know, that we had, like, we put him through that. Yeah, he he forgave those sins. You know, and so we have to, we have to work on that. Um, we have to know that the person that is, is, is doing the action, they need help. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need help. And don't think that, oh, well, if I, you know, bring it to the light and, you know, whatever happens, if, you know, hey, guess what? If they get arrested, you guys, that's. That's an action that they, that's a consequence for for their action. And if they don't get arrested, you know, it happens, you know, there's, it's where we know that it's going to be judged. Mm -hmm. We know that it's going to be taken care of. We also know that it is not up to us to do any kind of, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to have some vengeance on this. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. That is not our job. I learned that the hard way. I tried to be the one to get my revenge and it did not work out well. And it wasn't until I just surrendered it to the Lord that I really finally started to see some healing and some you know well and repercussions that's, and, well, and that's the whole point of forgiveness yeah. you know what i mean that's the whole point of that because it's it's choosing not to to retaliate it's yeah. choosing not to you know wish bad on that person for them to suffer and go through and everything else when jesus is the one that suffered for that sin and yes. he suffered for those things and that's where the true forgiveness comes in and guess what that's a process that yeah. is not something that is going to happen like oh guess what we, we we talked about it we addressed it we sat in a counseling session and, and poof voila. and i forgive him yeah, yeah no that's mm-hmm. going to be something that's going to be constant and and something that you're going to be dealing with over and over and over again you know um Guys, we did our, our our best to try to highlight some things and, and outline this, and and I know that there's like a hundred different ways that we that we could go, and um, here's the big thing, guys. God loves you, and yes. He doesn't want you going through this. Nope. Um, and and reach out to people, guys. There's a hotline. I don't have the number or anything like that, but I know that there's hotlines out there. Um, 
Is there? I think they're on this sheet. There. there should be. The hotline should be on here. No, I don't have one. Mm. Um, guys, there's hotlines for domestic abuse. There's put it there's in the put it in the um, show notes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put notes. it in the show notes if you guys uh, don't look for it. Um, because this is a very serious topic, and yep. and we know and um, and sensitive and sensitive, and we just barely scratched the surface on it. And um, guys, don't be silent. Yeah. Don't be silent about it, and and bring it to bring it to the light, and um, and take the steps necessary, and don't you know just be you got to be strong in this situation, and have some people that can be there for you because, um, it's hard. It's yeah. not easy. I mean, I'm looking at my wife with her eyes full of tears in her eyes because of just all that stuff. And so, um, it's all good. This was a very, uh, heavy topic. Um, yeah, it was kind of off the cuff. Um, so we're going to close out. Um, guys, we thank you for listening. Uh, we thank you guys for always supporting and reaching out in, in the many different ways. Um, you guys, you can always interact with us and yes. uh, email us. And if there's any way that we can definitely be uh, praying for you and supporting, and, and supporting you guys yeah. in, in, in ways, guys, don't hesitate to uh, reach out yeah. with that. You want to pray us out? Yeah. Whew. Sorry if I cry. Father God, we come to you today in just <sighs> thankfulness. Um, for your healing power, Lord, and you walking right beside us through the fire, Lord, whatever fire, whatever trial, whatever situation that we may be facing, Lord, whether it be present or past or, you know, even future, Lord, we just thank you for your strength. And we thank you for this community of Christians that we can share with and come alongside and support and love, Lord, and just help lead in the right direction. Um, Father, we just lift up anyone and everyone who has been a victim or has been um, in the position of abusing um, Lord or abuser. Lord, we just lift up their heart and their anger and their frustration and their brokenness. And we pray that you place your arms around those who need you and reveal yourself to them, Lord, and bring them closer to you so that they can lay their head and find rest, Lord. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.